0: Hi guys, welcome back to Excuse My French, this is Linda La Parisienne, welcome back. Hi guys, welcome back, what's up, what's going on, how is everybody doing, uh, we are September 22nd, 2019, the only reason I know is because I traveled today, I had the boarding pass all day in my uh, around me. So, I just landed a couple hours uh, ago in uh, Los Angeles. My voice might die as I do the podcast, so sorry in advance. Um, I am so exhausted, but I have to do the podcast because I haven't done it twice in a row. Maybe three times, but I wouldn't go that far, I don't think so. Maybe one, two, yeah, I think two. And I am sorry, but I could not do it. It was just... I went to Paris, okay, I stayed 24 hours in Paris, then I went to Marrakech, Morocco, uh, to spend the three days, right, and then I came back to Paris, all this with the jet lag and everything, don't, don't get me wrong, everything was amazing, but to tell you the situation, and then when I'm at my uh, family, I'm never alone, I cannot take off like uh, the beach that lives across the uh, ocean and come and hang out by herself in a room i mean not in my family that doesn't work that way so anyway i had to do my stuff going to like paris visit some things do some missions whatever guys i am so tired i need a week off, post vacation to release uh and rest i need to do a retreat i think of like two three days on a mountain or something i don't know Anyway, so the travel airport, you know, I like to check the airport because every time I worked at the airport, so, and I travel pretty, like a bit, let's say, so, you know, I have to compare. So let me uh, tell you on my way there. So we flew uh, there with the Delta, Delta Airlines, so from uh, uh, Los Angeles to uh, Paris, uh, Charles de Gaulle, Uh, well first of all the flight attendants on that flight because it's like maybe long distance or something there some of them are so old you guys there was a lady she passed the point of grandma like you know there are some grandmas that are like young and cool and stuff and flexible this one was wrinkled like a fucking uh, prune the dried one the black one you know and uh, i don't know i don't know if we have a problem if she can help me really I don't think so, to be honest. Like, she would mistake everything. You know, she's at that time where, at that point in her life where everything is confusing. <gasps> Did you ask me for a coffee? Did you? I don't, imagine if she has to open the door and save us and tell us what to do. We are fucked. I don't know. I think uh, for the sake of uh, passengers, maybe. Sometimes when they're too old. I don't know. Find a way. Keep paying them and. Uh, keep them away from uh, the flight, because this is uh, becoming dangerous, I feel like. So anyway, it was so cool, uh, I flew there with my fiancé, so my fiancé travels all year, all year long, sorry, it's going to be a lot of those where I cannot talk, I cannot uh, articulate, it's like I'm thinking and my mouth goes a different route, so there you go. So we're in the plane, uh, Andy, my fiancé, travels a lot with his work, because he's uh, doing. he does comedy, and... Um, So, you know, when you fly a lot, you become like a member, you have the stuff, you go to the lounge, he's a platinum member, like bowling and stuff, and we have uh, joked about the fact that, you know, imagine he gets upgraded, and I don't, which, if he gets upgraded and empties the seat next to me, having two seats, not so bad, right, a row for myself, I'm not against if, you know, first class is best, like business class or whatever they call it, but, uh, you know, we had arranged that already. So we go, look at this, we go in the plane, we sit, and there is a chick that comes like five minutes after we sat, and she's like, hey, are you Mr. So-and-so-and-so, and -and And he looks at her like a child that has met Santa Claus, and he says, yes, and he looks at me like, all right, bitch, see ya, and so the girl is like, so we are aware that you're a Platinum member, and um, I was sent personally to come to see you, to give you this And so she hands him, so at this point he's like flying, he thinks he's going to the the other class for a show, and she hands him a card, and it's a thank you card for being a Delta Airlines platinum member. The chick announced it as if it was going to be a gift or something, and she gave him a piece of paper. I laugh my ass off. I mean, how dare they? If he was me, I would write a letter, I'm sorry. I don't see what's the point of organizing an event to give me a piece of paper to tell me thank you. You wanna thank me? Give me some tickets, friends. Oh my God, so it was, it was funny for me, but it's pretty fucked up if you're a Delta customer. You're like just giving the card and, and you, you're supposed to feel special or something, I don't know. So yes, that was a pretty one. Uh, then we went back to, uh, with our friends to uh, the next day to Morocco, uh, Marrakech. Um, it's like in the desert. And it's like a touristic place, you know, but it's super cool. It's like Aladdin kind of palace situation with pools and massage and great food and stuff. It's North Africa, all North Africa, like Algeria and stuff. It's like really good food, really like this. Um, this town is really nice because you have everything right there it's just beautiful the palm trees the music uh, it smells like orange blossom as you walk in a hotel i mean granted it was a really nice hotel but still it's like really nice like everything the rose the everything so boleyn you know so we had such a good time the town of Marrakech is super cool well you know it's north africa so you have like everything you need but also you have a camel that's like living his life in the middle of the street over there you have a donkey there is a more touristic place that's called uh, Jamalafna and it's a place where you have you know all the market the famous market the souk and you have on a big place um, uh, on a, just in the front you know uh, some monkeys you have some uh, cobras and people do tricks and stuff so the monkeys are super cute super cute and they're so funny and sneaky Like they grab sunglasses, wallets and stuff. They're fucking trained. The thing that I didn't like though is that they're being held by a chain around their neck and the guys, I didn't find them so gentle. And that broke my heart though. But what can I do? I mean, I'm not gonna go to prison to try to save a monkey in Morocco. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I cannot afford to do such a thing. Sorry. You know what I mean? If he was a, um, a child, yes. But a monkey... It's not my place, I feel like. I feel like I'm being pretentious uh, in nature, you know. So anyway, those motherfuckers. But we took some pictures and stuff. And you know, the market, where it's a touristic place in North Africa, they don't let you be. They follow you around, they want you to buy stuff, they try every language. It's funny, but it's kind of like aggravating. It's like there's so many people at some point, I was like, it's a labyrinth. That's what it is, the stores, you know, you go upstairs, all the stores are similar. And, um, but yeah, it was cool, it was cool. That's the place, me, I go once, and then I get the fuck out. I don't have time to be uh, having an anxiety attack uh, in the middle of nowhere. I cannot, uh, I'd rather chill. And the hotel we were at, is like, you go in a town, it's super like, not party, but like, you know, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of beautiful uh, uh, restaurants, where when you're inside, you don't hear the noise from outside. This I don't understand. I couldn't figure out. When we were back to the hotel, every time, it was like so peaceful it was like you expect to see some uh, magical stuff happening and then when you walk out of the hotel it's like and the scooters they have so many scooters over there you guys were to the were scooters not the one the birds are we're talking the real scooter like the baby motorcycle let's say and so they have scooters and everybody is on the scooter everybody you see some chicks you know the one that wear the veils the um, uh, Muslim ladies, and they are like any age on a scooter, like ri- riding in town. Uh, we saw some families; it was the dad, the mom, and in between them, two kids on a scooter again with the one seat or two, maybe maximum. So it was really funny. A lot of funny stuff like this, you know. We went to a, a restaurant; uh, it's called the Lotus, uh, so Lotus for the American, like the flower. Uh, privilege. So it's like a place where you, when you arrive there, they open the door from the car, there is a guy dressed like um, really um, authentic, Moroccan stuff with the hat, the red red outfit, whatever, and he walks you to the restaurant. Now he walks you to the restaurant through a street, I swear to God, two streets, two little passerelles in the back, like back alleys, so fucking dark and scary, with like nothing to make you think you're going to a restaurant. It's like, I knew where I was going and my friend explained to me. But as I was walking through the street, uh, I still felt like I was going to get killed. It's like weird. And then you pass the two back alleys that are scary as shit. And you arrive into like a little alley with the like Aladdin kind of lamps all the way. And then you get in there and it's a fucking huge riad. So a huge villa um, where you have like, it's, there is no roof let's put it this way, you have a pool, you have all the restaurants, the palm trees inside the building, it's beautiful flowers and everything, and then you eat uh, uh, like uh, food from the town, so this was like a really uh, gastronomic uh, place, so it was fucking delicious, like eight salads of everything delicious, some lamb, some chicken, sorry vegetarians, some lamb, some chicken, some like the pastry, it was like a uh, what was it like a pistachio panacotta? I mean, guys, from the future, the food, amazing, really amazing. And then you have the show. Uh, this I have a story for you. This you ha- then you have shows. You know, you have like um, uh, traditional music. You know, uh, so they come, they play the instruments, whatever, as you eat. And then you have the belly dancer. So we were there uh, that night. We met. Uh, it was my fiancé. Uh, we met my friend and her daughter, who's like 18 or 19, so like the millennial chick, so funny. Anyway, by the way, yeah, I gotta say this, the millennials, sorry I have to talk about everything today. At the same time, my friend who has a daughter who's like 19, what is wrong with this generation? People have to stop to tell their kids they're amazing, and you have to do something. Because then uh, they all feel like they live in a reality TV show, it's unbelievable, It's uh, it's funny it's funny, but it's bad for them, though. their life, uh, I'm, I'm worried, anyway, so we met at that restaurant with my friend, her daughter, and it was my fiancé and I, right, and then you have the shows, the music and everything, we then see the belly dancer who comes in, she's like a, uh, she was not a Moroccan uh, lady, she was, I think, from East Europe, I believe he told us, the, um, the, the manager at the end, from East Europe, and she starts dancing belly dance, and it was beautiful, really talented, it's not an easy thing to learn. I mean, anybody can learn it. But, you know, if you've never done it, it's like kind of a fancy a little, like, you know, as far as... So she danced, and we're like with my friend, like, oh my God, she's so good and stuff. So we're clapping, you know, to encourage her. And then she look at us, and we're smiling and stuff, like, you know, giving her some uh, good energy as the music is going, and she's dancing beautifully. And then she comes towards us, little bit by little bit. And then she smile and then she challenges my friend to do belly dance with her so my friend is like oh my god you know we don't like uh, i don't like to be the center of attention in a room at all i like to go about my life easy peasy do not bother me you know and so my friend is kind of like me she looks at me like mm. and then she pulls her hand and my friend of course you know it's always like this When you you notice in uh, weddings or parties and stuff, when somebody go to dance and somebody tell them, let's go dance, they always have to drag someone with them. It cannot be like he said. They came, they dragged you. Why you want to ask me to go with you? There is no uh, team as far as I'm concerned right now. I do not feel like dancing. Anyway, so then he comes to me because my friend gets up, and she looks at me, and she's like, oh, okay, let's go, come with me, come with me, now we're talking in a room where people are having dinner, so people are looking and stuff, so you don't want to be like a teenager, like, no, I don't want to, so I was like, okay, whatever, I'm on vacation, you know, the music is really good anyway, we'll try, you know, and the chicks start doing, like, some um, moves, and uh, the problem Uh, and she's challenging us, she's looking at us like it's not the thing where you're thinking they're going to teach you a little move, I've seen that before, you teach them one move and stuff and it's cool, now this one she wants, she's doing move and she wants us to do the same thing, basically, and so the look she has on her face is like, uh, we came uh, clapping to you uh, lady with a good heart and encouragement, like girl power, you go, you worked that belly dancing girl, you're amazing, you know, And then she came like, okay, let's see what you got. So, you know what, at some point with my friend, everybody's looking at that point, right? Those fuckers, they're waiting for like the show now. They love it that you're going to be embarrassed and stuff. So we look at each other, we're like, you know what, fuck it. We'll go. So we go towards her and she starts doing like a first move. The problem, you guys, is that my parents are Algerian. And my friend that was with me, her parents are Moroccan. So... People who have parents from North Africa we listen to belly dancing music. So we basically dance before we even fucking walk over there. So she starts doing a first move, we follow. She started doing a second move and we're like, Oh, I know this one. Okay this one now. hmm I know this one too. And little bit by little bit the girl she's like, you can tell she's like, Oh my god, I cannot lose them. You cannot lose us. We've been dancing this since we were born. So he ended up, uh, she got embarrassed and she started uh, clapping uh, for us so we can go back to our seat because, you know, it was not. uh, And what's funny is that my fiance made a video where I'm from the back. Better guys because I don't like videos like this. But you can see the belly dancer, the way her face changes. And that's what you get for trying to challenge people. Instead of helping them to be introduced into that dance and that music, you wanted to be fancy. That's what you get. So everybody ended up applauding us and stuff. So my uh, my fiancé was like, "That's my girl," you know. no, I'm joking, but deep inside, yes, for sure. I did a video and everything. Maybe I'm on YouTube or something as we as we speak. Uh, anyway, so yes, that was really cool. Um, and then we came back, we took another, I always have to say for the airport, I have to share. Uh, it's called uh, Royal Air Ma- uh, Morocco. It's the, the country uh, airline company, the official like. So we get in there, super cool. It's funny because they had, you don't have your personal screen. Well, granted it's a three hour flight, so it's not such a big deal, but still there is screens. Every two, three rows you have a screen. And what killed me is that they had a silent movie guys like Laurel and Hardy or something like this like some type of stuff and I was like what a great way to save on the headsets you know what a great way like no problem we don't need nothing we do silent movie. they don't need to listen so it was cool the um, sense of humor I loved about the (coughs) sorry flight attendant over there sorry you guys I had like uh, my throat is starting I don't know I think I'm getting sick or something. But see, I'm doing the fucking podcast for you guys. That's how much I love you guys. So anyway, uh, what was I saying? So the Royal Air Morocco, super cool. They were funny as fuck. Like I was sitting at the last row. I don't like it, but that's okay. And at some point, a man uh, flight attendant is with the cart next to me. And he's putting back the sodas right inside the cabinet or whatever. And it's next to me. And so at some point, he looked at me and he said, Honey, if you're thirsty, Coca-Cola, Sprite, help yourself. Do not hesitate. You know that type of humor like this? I love it because it's not on... Like in France or America, they don't do that humor. It's only in Africa. It's You laugh a lot. I laughed a lot. And so... So yes, we came back. Then um, uh, another funny thing inside the, the airplane from Morocco is that the flight attendant chick, uh, when she needs to go to the bathroom, there was like a huge line from people. She came, she put her hand like, stop. In front of the first person in line to the restroom. And she cut in front of everybody and used the bathroom before everybody. That was some balls right there. This you have to respect. You have to respect. I was like, did she just do that? Like we had to talk to each other like the passengers, you know. So yeah, a little bit of turbulences. So I don't like it so much, but that's okay. Uh, people have a sciences knowledge apparently on... Um, on the turbulence uh, situations in the airplane so the lady in a row in front of me when they made the announcement saying we have turbulence put your seat, uh, seat belt uh, back on she said uh, I don't understand why we have turbulences there is no cloud outside that doesn't make any sense literally and I was like okay but uh, we, we do, do you feel it right now what's going on do you feel the shaking like, they're here. Like, what do you mean? Like, stupidity like this. I almost wanted to uh, play with her and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You should write an email. They're lying. I think he's trying to create some fear in us or something. He's shaking the plane, maybe. Like, he wants to be late or something. Maybe they're eating. Maybe they're having a party in the cockpit. Who knows? Like, don't be dumb like this. Don't be dumb. Oh, my God. You know, and she speak uh, so loud. If you're dumb, at least just whisper. And it's okay. If you whisper, we don't mind. But if we have to hear that shit, you know, no. So the plane, of course, you know, up and down, up and down to Morocco, to France, to United States. <gasps> the pressure on my legs, you guys. Uh, I played too much with not drinking water. Now I drink water like a bitch and uh, I have no choice anyway. I have swollen ankles every time I travel. I have to put my legs up and everything like the old ladies, except that I could still stretch and not them. So it makes me feel kind of good in a way. And um what else did I want to tell you about? Uh, then after that, we went back, we were back to Paris. So we went to spend like a, a different uh, days, like lunch and stuff, visited a couple of things with my fiancé. And one particular day was like a day where we decided to go have lunch uh, in the fifth district of um, Paris. So uh, nightmare day, voilà. Everybody says it's romantic and stuff like this. I have in exclusivity a nightmare day in Paris, you guys. So we go there, we're in the car with my sister, my mom, my fiancee, and I. Like we're trying to do something all together, right? And my brothers are at work. She wants to take us somewhere for lunch. My mom cannot uh, beat the passenger without making comments, horrible comments, like stressful comments. My sister, who has not uh, driven a uh, stick since a year and a half, is the first time and we're going deep into the traffic shit of Paris, right? So she has to be focused. She doesn't need no stress. My mom is stressing the shit out of her. On the way, we see a lady. She got hit. Bicycle. Bicycle, people. She got hit by a truck, like a little truck. And uh, the way she was, uh, the bike was, it looked like she went uh, on the opposite side of the road. So what can we say? Except I hope she feels better. But also, don't be dumb, you bitch. Like, you know, if it's a truck against you, you lose. You lose. So she was not dead. She was laying on the floor. I think she had like something, the hip or something broken. They were waiting for the the, the ambulance to come. But, you know, she was able to talk. So it was not so bad. I mean, you know, not life or death. And then uh, we go have the lunch. We come back. And a couple days before that, we were talking about an area in Paris. Uh, apparently, it grew. It's like crackhead town like a heroin city, it's like, uh, it's on the border of Paris, and it's, you know, it never was super fancy or anything, but not dangerous like that, or not crazy zombie fucking walking around, so we talk about that, like, the day before with a friend, and um, he's explaining to Andy, you know, over there, it's crazy, the guys are on heroin, they're, like, hanging in the street and stuff, you don't feel safe, and, you know, we were both like, yeah, whatever, you know, people, uh, they're so fragile. Now the next day, or in Paris, that day where the accident happened after the headache with my mom, we, uh, the car breaks down on us, guys, right there, in that crack heroin city area of Paris. Unfucking fucking believable And before it breaks down, at the red light, before it breaks down, there is a big accident with a car cop and another taxi, I was like, what is going on Is this uh, a, what's, what's this? you know, then the car breaks down, it's like the last thing, like you're ready to cry, all of us, now we have to wait for the tow truck, you know how long it takes to get a tow truck, in between you have some crackheads coming to us, talking to us, like I'm wearing heels and everything, my mom with the dress and everything, oh my god, you guys have some money, please help me, they're doing some, you know, you know, unfortunately the crackheads, I don't want to talk shit, but really they're really particular, they love to uh, do like things to Bring the attention on them and they do some stupid ass stuff. I saw a guy, two guys, they fought five times. And every time they stop, they talk again and then they fight like 10 minutes later. Middle of the street, lose the shoes and everything, like psychopath. So the nightmare, you guys. Thank God it happened next to a bus station. So there was the security guys from the bus station that stayed with us for the two hours that we had to wait everybody's phone was uh, like, you know, the US phone, we couldn't have it uh, on until we have uh, Wi-Fi and my mom's phone died alone in the world. So yes, so that was really uh, disgusting. We had to call a brother to come pick us up. He was like, oh my God, you know. So that was a horrible day in Paris. It's like, why? why when we left uh, everything we've done in the afternoon we were like you know what gonna go home chill relax my mom is in the suburb, so you know you get the yard like let's go do like barbecue something my ass we went back home it was like 10 p.m 10 p.m after the zombie a guy tried to steal stuff in the hood under the hood of the car what are you gonna fucking steal the battery and fucking inject it you think somebody i mean unbelievable unbelievable you guys Anyway, but besides that, you know, all the cafes and stuff, you know. I don't like the Parisians the way they walk, though. Because when you walk somewhere, they cannot walk straight. Me too, I don't walk straight. Huh? But they're really bad, really bad. Everywhere you go, you're like, dude, make up your mind. Are you going left or right? Like, well, what are we doing, dancing? Like, this stuff it happens, it should happen like once in a while. In Paris, when you walk, it happens to you like uh, every five minutes. And the people, when you don't know how to give directions, just shut the fuck up. Uh, one day I was meeting a, um, a friend uh, uh, in the... after her work, right? And my phone doesn't work outside. Like, I need to get Wi-Fi because I lost my French SIM card, whatever. Long story short, I didn't have the phone. So I was like, you know what? I don't need a phone, you guys. I'm going to go there. I called her before I left. I said, listen, I'll be there at five. We meet there at five. No problem send me the, where is your work, what, metro station, and stuff like this, she sent me the metro station, okay, you stop there, and it's like, two minutes of walking, and just ask somebody, where is that street, that's the mistake right there, I asked some lady, she was pregnant, so I was like, you know, she's gonna be like, uh, you know, wanting to help, like, or something, or not, but I don't know, I felt like, good with her, she showed me on her phone, get the maps out. Of course, let me tell you how to go and stuff. And I had the impression that she was looking at the map the wrong way, right? Upside down. So I asked her, did you, uh, did you, are you reading it the right way? Because it seems like she was like, oh, no, no, with my phone, it's always reversed. So what you do is you look in here. This bitch sent me three, uh, one mile and a half away, walking. So now granted, I'm a walker and also a Parisian. So I was like, why am I here? Why And it was just, you know, sometimes you confuse one street and then you're fucked. Voilà. That's exactly what happened to me. Long story short, I arrived to my friend sweating my ass off. So just to tell you guys, if you want to give advice on where to go to people and you don't know, do yourself and us a favor. Do not say anything. Just say, I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, nobody would uh, hold a grudge. Okay. So, uh what else what else was i'm so tired you guys uh oh yeah so perry stuff you know my family uh, some members um, of my family have connect reconnected with us of course during my trip you know it's always when you don't have the time so it's like you see them on a tuesday and uh, the reconnection is on tuesday oh yeah what are you doing i'll stand back on thursday and then and then saturday afternoon we'll do that so long story short uh, my my, my uh, schedule had to change because, you know, they took a lot of time and his family. So they have the right and you have to. It's the duty, you know. But uh, next time, uh, guys, organize. And so, I mean, at least now we we're reconnected. So now it won't be as long the next time. But, you know, the long talks for hours that are amazing. I learned a lot about my family and stuff back in Algeria. But also, I got a live bitch, and I'm not here for a long time, and next thing you know, I got to take the flight back to Paris, and I haven't seen everybody I wanted to see, so I ain't got your time. Anyway, so yes, so then I took the flight today, Economy Plus, because my fiancé is platinum, they put me Economy Plus. Guys, the boarding for Economy Plus, two lines, two worlds. I swear. I saw a long motherfucking line. I was like, ah, oh, oh, la la. Ah, oh, no, I'm going to go back to buy a coffee. Might as well drink my coffee in the line because then by the time they offer me coffee inside, it's going to be in two hours from now. So I go buy my coffee, I come back, and I see one line is empty. And I'm like, which one is this? They were like, oh, yeah, you're Economy Plus, so you can go. That's your line. I didn't have to wait. That's beauty right there. More space, you know. And uh, oh, by the way, woo! So Delta has finally, after 600 years, updated their fucking headsets. Today the chick, she gave me like a pink plastic thing. I'm like, what is this? And I open and I see like, damn, pink plastic smooth with the rubber. You know, before they used to give you the one with the foam, like a sponge. Disgusting. It's like the one that you had when we had the Walkman. You know what I mean? When you were like, I was seven years old or something. So, this time, they are not joking. I was like, damn, I want to congratulate them and everything. Maybe I write an email, like, guys, you make me happy. Late, you know, but better late than never, you know. So, anyway, movies were cool. Um, In the movie, what did I watch? Yeah, they are cool. They were okay. They were okay. It's uh, such a fucking long flight. Ten hours, you guys. Ten hours. And then I get to uh, LAX. Everything went smooth, I have to say, you know, compared to usually everything went smooth. Even immigration to get out. You don't wait too long. You don't, you know, um, but the Uber, they push it. Hein? The Uber I had to take Uber to go home. He was telling me 65 bucks to get to my house. We're like uh, 16 minutes away. 65, you motherfuckers. So as I got like, this price, I just go and like whistle on the side of the curb and call myself a yellow fucking cab, you know. What am I going to bother myself going to do the app? Just make him stop for me right here if I pay 65, you know? And so anyway, I waited a couple of minutes. I went in and out of the app. I think it's a trick, huh? Because at some point he showed me uh, a ride for $24. And then I clicked quick before he changes again. And so I got home for 24 instead of 65. Because I don't know why Sunday night is supposed to, supposedly really busy. Uh... It's Sunday night, you guys. Shame on you. People go to church on Sunday morning. What the fuck are you making it expensive at night already, you greedy ass? Anyway, so voilà, that's my uh, that's my uh, podcast. I am sure I'm going to have some details that are going to come back to me about my trip, right? Um, by the way, at the souk in Morocco, you know when you go to a market in a different country and you have to walk through all the fucking stores and stuff not me you guys my friend that was with me has a cousin that works there so we literally get to one store i mean you had to walk to that but you get to one store and then he gives you tea everywhere you go they give you tea you guys got to check it out and they love american peoples they love the peoples i said sorry i'm a foreigner uh, americans they love them and he was like a, a star a movie star to them so yeah they love to practice the english really welcoming and stuff really enjoyable but uh, anyway, so why was I saying that to you for? I do not remember. I do not remember. Oh, yeah, the store. So they give you tea. You sit down, they give you a tea, and then they tell you, what do you want? And I had to buy a couple outfits, a couple things for my house, like the tea, uh, the tea thing, some trays, silver trays, some little leather, handmade leather motherfucking sandals, you guys, for like 12 bucks, you know. You don't even know. You are not ready for that. But if you have a chance, once you go to France or Europe, you got to check out fucking Morocco. Unbelievable. We're talking like a nuts smoothie. Uh, they make everything you want. The buffet just for breakfast is like Christmas and Thanksgiving together. I'm telling you. Amazing. Anything you want, you get it. You get it. The only thing though, it's a lot of a uh, prostitute situation now. They come to the hotels and stuff and try to get the sugar dad but that's kind of like, we don't need that so much, you know, as a, as a tourist, uh, but that's okay. So voila, so tomorrow I'm back to work. I have to rest because I feel my throat. It's gonna, um, I gotta find a way. I gotta put some, uh, propolis, some honey. I gotta do something to it to feel better. So I hope you guys are doing good. I'll do another podcast uh, now Sunday on Thursday and, uh, I'll get more, um, I'll get more, uh, details uh, for you guys. Okay. Have a good week. Bye.